kids have knees. That was a quote from Ivor Cutler. I love a bit of Ivor Cutler. Huzzah! You've arrived at Shangri-La. Here we exist in a utopian paradise, a cornucopia of joy and fun which has been settled upon in our brain boxes. Jazz for being with us. What brings you here? I guess you like a bit of creativity. Welcome to the Stu Simpson Show. We here to chat about all things creative, everything from fine art to reality TV, quilting, poetry, how to cook the best and the worst souffles, writing books and everything and anything that fires in the synapses in your arty semispheres of your body, mind and soul. I don't even know if the soul's got semispheres or synapses, but we're going to explore it anyway. I'm going to invite you on a journey. We're going to meet artists, musicians, bakers, candlestick makers, tarot card readers, comics, bohemians, maybe woodlice and baby antelopes. Or maybe that is a dream I had last night. I'm not really sure. It's going to be fun and we're going to have adventures. But for the first adventure, we're going to meet artists from a TV show called Draws Off. It started last week on Channel 4. It's presented by Jenny Eclair and art guru Diana Ali. It's rather good fun. The first artist I'm going to speak to is Sarah. Sarah is a PR consultant from Cheshire. Here's what Sarah had to say for herself. Hi Stu, thank you for chatting to me. In terms of the biro, I experimented with biro art at school. Um, And as we all know, during lockdown, there was very little access to new art materials really. Um, So I picked up my trusty biro again and my old watercolour set from the loft I've had since since I was 21. It was a gift from my parents. Um, Yeah, I was inspired because of lockdown I think to take some time out and focus on art. I love that you've said that you feel like more of yourself than you ever have done before while making your artwork. Can you tell me a little bit more about the process of creativity and how it makes you feel? The show has definitely made me braver. Um, I've undertaken some more acrylic paintings since then um, and also mixed media as well. I find that the acrylic really helps to highlight some of the key features and some of the watercolours that I've produced. But I think next up is going to be a return to pastels. I think uh, that's my next challenge. Could you just tell us a little bit more about auras and your spiritual beliefs? When I'm focusing on my art, I'm in a completely different happy place. Not that I'm unhappy being with my kids, by the way. I hope that I didn't come across in that sense. Um, But it is just the best meditative escapism. When you're working from home and living at home, it's really, really important to put the laptop away and just do something else. I put on some meditation music, I light a joystick, and then I get drawing. My favourite part's when I add water to the pencil shades. To see that image coming to life in front of you is very utopian. It's amazing. Good choice in lying down, by the way. You looked fabulous. Was there any reason you chose to to pause like that? Lying down? Well, thank you. That's a lovely compliment. Yes, I jokingly said I didn't know what I looked like from behind, so I wanted to have my back on display for my sitting. I hadn't realised I would be observed from all angles, though, so that was actually a real joy when I saw what the gang had produced. It was just thrilling to see how other people interpret you. I am very drawn to Buddhism and I had been on a couple of retreats before the pandemic kicked in. I think over the years I've learned to try and look after the spiritual side of me rather than just the physical. So I try and do some yoga and meditation when I can and I also have regular Reiki sessions and go along to a gong bath which is divine. If you haven't tried it please please go along to one. It's amazing. My friend and sister are great Reiki healers as well and I often see colours when I receive a treatment from them. So I do believe that people radiate their spiritual personality through the colour of their auras. But I'm certainly not an expert. I definitely would love to learn more. And finally, what are you looking forward to in the future? And if people want to get in touch with you on the internet, where's the best place to look? 
What I really look forward to is being an old hippie painting in a cottage in Anglesey. Well, that's a dream anyway. If anyone wants to get in touch with me, then my Facebook page is smack-art.org. My Insta handle is smack underscore org underscore UK. And the website is smack-art.org. But thank you so much for listening, everyone. Namaste, Stu. Next up to the podium, we had Siobhan, who's a 34-year-old life-drawing regular and a graphic designer by trade. She was first up to model. I asked her how that was for her. Yes, I was first up to model. It was a uh, scary prospect, um, especially, yeah, just not knowing the format of the show. They told me the night before, so I had a bit of time to prepare and obviously add yet another layer of fake tan to um, my skin to get that lovely glowing effect that Jenny um, admired on TV. I didn't think anyone would notice, to be honest, but yeah, it was a sense of relief to know I was getting it out of the way and that I could also enjoy my food for the rest of the week. So you told us your mum was a showgirl. Can you tell us a bit more about that and how it's influenced your art, please? Yes, my mum was a showgirl. Um, She worked at the MGM Grand in Vegas. And obviously that was a big inspiration for my pose um, for Draws Off. I've always been a fan of burlesque and yeah, growing up seeing pictures of my mum in all of her headdresses and her diamonds. I think as a child seeing that, it's like, wow. And I think without me actually realizing I incorporate that theme and showbiz and glitz and glam into most of my work. I'm loving the theatre and glam vibe you've got going on. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and your background in theatre? I guess me being confident modelling also comes from the fact that I have done a lot of acting. I did Amdram from the age of five, doing local shows, um, being in choruses, and yeah, obviously as I got older, um, I've been the uh, main attraction in many shows. But um, yeah, I love acting. It's just having the time to um, get back into it. Yeah, I've also done dancing. I used to teach dance when I lived down in Brighton and I uh, taught for hen parties and birthday parties. I used to host events where you do burlesque dancing, um, pole dancing, uh, cheerleading and modern. And so, yeah, I've done a lot of things in my time. So the pose apparently was a Statue of Liberty pose. I mean, I thought it was a showgirl pose, but each to their own. I think it was due to the crown um, that sort of portrayed that look. Um, But yeah, obviously, as I said before, the the pose was more a pin-up showgirl pose in my mind. But um, yeah, it was great seeing all the different interpretations of what people saw, especially obviously Glynn's 
deathly, deathly goddess that was. You chose Glyn as your winner for that day. Can you tell me a little bit more about why and do you have any tattoos yourself? I loved Glyn's picture. Um, I think you can sort of see my face when, when it's revealed how amazed I am at it. It wasn't what I thought I was going to choose. Um, yeah, when you're standing up there and you hear Jenny and Diana um, speaking to the artists, and obviously I don't know them, I didn't know what their style was, but, you know, I heard her speaking to the boys and they're like, oh, you know, pencil, and my heart sunk a little bit. I was just like, I don't like pencil drawings. <laughs> I'm all about colour and felt tips and paint. Yeah, obviously because they didn't know me, I was a bit, I would say, upset. But obviously I hadn't seen the work yet. And I heard, you know, um, Sarah and Sarah were like splashing on the colour. So I was getting excited. So I definitely didn't think that I was going to be choosing Glyn's picture. But yeah, when I saw it, I just fell in love with it. It was definitely my dark and sexy side. Little did he know that Halloween is my favourite time of year. So, yeah, he was definitely um, the winner for, for my day. And, yeah, I'm, I have some tattoos already, um, but I don't know if I'd want any more. Um, you know, maybe I'll have myself, you know, tattooed on my ass. Why not? You work as a graphic designer. How does that inform your art? And do you ever break away from that style? Yeah, so I'm a graphic designer. Um, and yeah, but I studied illustration down at Brighton University. And I guess being a graphic designer, it does sort of come out a little bit in my work. Um, it's not very traditional and it's quite sort of clean cut at times and bold. I would say that my style of drawing, back in the day, it used to be, um, I used to do details. I, I can do real life for sure. I'm not just like a sort of abstract artist. Um, you know, I can draw traditionally and I can do very good acrylic um, portraits to life but I don't know I just sort of fell in love with with my style of just having sort of a more colorful free aspect um, and this style came around and I was like oh I really like what I'm doing here when I came back to England, I set up my own group, which is outside the box life drawing. And it was obviously from what you've heard already, a combination of everything I love, which is theatre, arts, costumes, drawing, music, um, nudity and alcohol. I mean, what more could you ask for? Being part of this show was just such a celebration of what I've been doing over the past three years. Really hope the show um, encourages more people to start drawing. And finally, if people want to get in touch with you on social media, where can they find you? My Instagrams, um, if anyone wants to get in touch, I have a personal art Instagram, which is siobhanburrows.art. 
and Siobhan is spelled S-H-E-V-O-N. Um, so yeah, lots of fun, exciting work to be shown on there. And if anyone would like to join a life drawing class, we have beginners and keen life drawers that um, come along. So don't be scared. If you want to visit my page, it is outside the box drawing um, on Instagram and you can see all of our previous models and exciting work. So yeah, thanks a lot. Next up to get his drawers off was Will, 46-year-old transport coordinator from Derbyshire. In the first episode, he struggled with getting his proportions right. I asked him, why was that? I did struggle with proportions a bit because um, it, I think it was a whole thing of being pressured doing it in a very well for me a very short span of time because I'm normally used to just sitting at my desk with a with a photograph and doing it at my own pace and taking hours and doing a lot of detail trying to make it look clean and everything. It seemed like you'd not heard of the thumb technique before. Do you use that now? I didn't hear of the... Well, I mean, I have heard of the thumb technique um, before when I was at uni back in 2003, I think, I believe, you know, near, near, nearly 20 years ago. Um, the thing is, it's because it was such a long time ago and my memory is not the greatest, um, I'm not going to remember it, even though I know it's quite a simple thing, but I've, I'm self-taught. Um, you know, I've, I've always, and that's the reason why is because that's how I enjoy doing it. Like I, I enjoy doing it like that, just doing it on learning myself, just doing it myself, self-taught. As the week went on, do you feel like you learned from your previous works and progressed a little? I did learn. I did learn um, to progress because I've never worked in colour before. So that was a that was a really exciting thing, actually. To be honest with you, I agreed with her because it's like I said, it's been years since I've did life drawing. When when I was back in uni, that was the last time I'd, I'd ever done it. Diana said your first drawing was quite dull. Like, how do you take creative criticism? I'm not very good at taking criticism for my work, so I think I did pretty well on that show. Considering I felt like I was getting battered by Diana. The thing is, when you when you're uh, in a family and you're the only person who draws you know likes to do art in the family and you've got all your family who's constantly saying oh he's such a good jewelry you're so great oh will yeah this my son he's great oh my brother he's you know you sort of kind of get used to that kind of thing do you know what i mean that that kind of environment and then when somebody sort of turns around and says oh i don't know about that i don't know what you've done you're like hey you what but then i've managed to learn how to take criticism over the years so you know I, I i to be honest with you it was actually i actually want it i actually want the creative criticism when people want to get in touch online where should they look for you are you on instagram facebook that sort of thing if people want to get in touch with me i must admit i must say this i am absolutely rubbish when it comes to social media and promoting myself i'm not very good at that but i've got a friend who's who is good and she's going to help me do that. But um, it would be social media. It would be Instagram, WRoss74. 
um, Facebook. I do have a website, uh, Ross Portraiture. And uh, yeah, that's it. Find me on Facebook. PM me. <laughs> and then we had Glyn, a 30-year-old tattooist from County Durham, a self-professed geek who likes science fiction and ghosts and things gothic, but he's got a really good sense of humour as well. You're right, Stu. Thanks for having us. Uh, I hope you're not too nervous about getting your kit off soon. Uh, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. Like, I definitely built it up more than what it actually was. Um, obviously, my name's Glyn. I'm a tattoo artist from Durham. And the shop's called Glink Tattoo Studio, if anyone wants to check us out. And if anyone's wondering what Glink means, it's a play on words with Glyn and Ink. Gives us a little bit of a stage name within the art and the tattoo world. I bet when I got my kit off, I bet lo like if loads of people thought I was going to have like shit ton of tattoos, but I've literally like got my body like empty for now, apart from my guitar, which maybe was a dolphin. <laughs> but yeah, um, to, I'm saving my space. As soon as I started getting into tattooing, like that's when I like thought I'm going to save space for the artists who I admire around the world and around UK. I want to like obviously save the money and get tattoos from them. So that's why I was a bit bald around the chest and the back area. <laughs> Your work's got a uh, dark, almost DC comic style. Where did you find a love for that? And who are your artistic influences? When I was a kid, obviously, you don't really think about being a tattoo artist. Um, so when I was a kid, I used to want to be a cartoon comic book artist. And I kind of like always stuck with cartoons and stuff. And then as I gradually got into tattoo and I definitely started looking more the realistic route and especially within my portraits. Did the time constraints in the Draws Off studio impact your work at all? The show, the time definitely seemed to go a lot quicker than when I draw at home. Like when I'm drawing at home, I can sometimes do like portraits and stuff within like an hour, maybe it's a bit longer to be fair, but like it just seemed to go like that. Like it seemed like Jenny was like, right, start. And then all of a sudden there's five minutes left. Um, so I think that was definitely a little bit added, added pressure. But I think I'm like happy with what I did, and I'm pleased I pushed myself out the box a bit with watercolour, um, especially, and I wish, to be honest, after I'd won the first day, I started with watercolour straight away, and then maybe I might have tried pastels, and yeah, I wish I experimented a lot more, but never mind. <laughs> did you feel like Diana's advice helped you progress a bit, and was the introduction of colour, did that help capture some more of the sitters personalities i think diane is a great addition to the show like obviously i know sometimes you don't want to hear it when you're like deep in a painting and you've only got an hour but i think sometimes you need a little bit of advice or like persuasion or like you need someone to say can you step back and just take a look maybe you may need all of this and um, and obviously if you don't want to take the advice you don't have to it's not like She's holding the gun to your head or something. <laughs> but like, uh, to be honest, I'm pleased she mentioned the colour to me at the first day because I think that's what swayed Siobhan pick mine, like the added little bits of colour. So yeah, thanks Diana and Siobhan for the first day. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you take what you want from people. And to be honest, I think within art, you're always learning from someone. You're all, you can always pick up something. How did your time in the Draws Off studio compare to your seminar that you did in the United States? 
the seminar I did with Kevin Llewellyn a year ago, or maybe it might be two, I was a bit confused with this coronavirus lockdown situation, like I didn't know where I'm at. But yeah, when I went there for the week, it was definitely a lot mellow than the studio draws off. <laughs> But like we would draw from say two o'clock in the afternoon till nine and there was a life model there every day and we'd basically just sit. There was a group of about five of us from all different walks of life. Like I think there was a student, someone was in like graphic design. There was another tattooist there who I actually follow on Instagram, which was nice to meet um, face to face. Um, yeah, and we just drew like or painted the, the whole week and it was great fun to be fair like i would definitely recommend some like if you've got an artist who you admire to do a seminar with them because it was just great to see his work in real life never mind like over instagram so for any tattoo enthusiasts out there where can they get in touch with you if anyone wants to get in touch or like give us a follow or a like <laughs> i'm on instagram at glink tattoo um yeah Hopefully you enjoy the rest of the show and I'll be watching for you next year. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Cheers. And finally, we've got Sarah from Edinburgh. She says she paints every day and she's got one eye bigger than the other. Hi, it's Sarah the wee redhead from Edinburgh. Yeah, my, my career in art started a long, long time ago, being on the wrong side of 40 these days. Um, I got knocked back from Edinburgh Art School about four times, but that didn't really bother me much. I've always drawn, I've always painted, and I've always sketched in my spare time, and I love it. I paint and draw very, very fast. It's mainly because a lot of my background is contemporary art and conceptual art, all to do with the thought process. So I look before I actually start drawing. My eye takes in everything I want to and I try and work out the positioning on on the page before I even put my pencil down. Um, once that's in my head, I just go for it. That's what art's all about and I absolutely love it. I go into a little zone when I'm at home, which I think was obvious in the first episode as I was in a little zone when I was rudely interrupted. Can you tell us a little bit more about your own art practice? What is it that you usually like to create? Is it painting or is it something different? When there's no lockdown, I spend an awful lot of my time at the Edinburgh Printmakers Workshop. Uh, I'm a printmaker specialising in Toyobo plate printmaking, which is basically I get really old photographs of people's grannies and granddads. I photograph them, I edit them up in Photoshop, get them put onto an acetate and then I spend a happy day in the darkroom putting them onto um, printing plates. Then I reproduce a picture of your granny or your granddad or your puppy or whatever and you do them in all different colours. So you get a modern take on a very old picture. That almost wraps everything up but if we want to get in touch with you on social media where can we find you? If you want to see more of my work you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Wilson at AXO Gallery, that's A-X-O Gallery, all one word. Or my Instagram, which is Sarah the Artist Wilson. Or my website, Sarah-E-Wilson, all one word, dot co dot UK. E for artist. And that's it. End of the show. Thank you for listening. Find out more about me on suesimpson.co.uk. Please subscribe. TTFN and good boo for new.